and welcome to Pros and Doms. Good evening, pros. Good evening, doms. I, I think the most anxiety, I know I always say that the most anxiety I get is from the intros. The most anxiety I get is that your name has, starts with a hard P and that always produces a pop. The, the literal first sound that gets made on the podcast is a hard pop because we don't use pop filters. No. That's true. No, because yeah. it's just a lie to the audience. It's a lie. It's a filter. We are no Mariah Carey. Oh, no, I said it. Not. I said a Mariah Carey. What if we recorded the podcast in autotune? I think we. Do, I think that that's that has to happen. <laughs> I think we, that'd be amazing. Uh, listeners, uh, donate now to the Pros and Doms Auto Tune Fund. Um, Is that like what do they call that? A Framptonator or something? The the Peter Frampton effect is something similar, but that tunes your voice to the pitch of like a guitar or an instrument. Um, so that's slightly different than auto tune, which just rounds your uh, current. Um, so every every time you talk, you're making like a note, like a musical note, and it rounds it to the perfect uh, pitch of that note. So if you're if you're talking in C right now, it's rounding to a perfect C as opposed to being flat or sharp. Oh, and that's how you get that kind of that robotic type of sound. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not natural to speak in perfect pitch. Unless you know. you're me. <laughs> yes, this this sound is very much an auto tune. Uh, uh, and you I am a, not giving you permission to cut that out. That's in the bass clef. Uh, it's the lowest note. <laughs> it's the brown noise. Um, not auto-tuned. That is raw audio from Pros and Doms. Coming to you raw and live. Oh, yeah. So, full disclosure, audience. Pros has been up in a world. Well, now I can't turn off the sound effect once where- I start it. <laughs> In You're going to have to let this cycle through. <laughs> In a world where they don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm done. I'm going to uh, put away the sound effects board for the rest of the cast because I feel I need to punish myself, so I apologize. Oh. And I have, a, I have a great sound effect for that, too, which I'm not using. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Pros has been up... Uh, well, he took a two-hour nap, but he made it past the 24-hour mark of being awake, um, which is quite an accomplishment uh, due to the nature of working third shift. Uh, so pros, this is how dedicated pros is to his audience, is that uh, despite uh, being up for almost, well, well over 24 hours with a little nap in between, he's still, he's still making a podcast today. What is it called? I'm trying to bring it up right now because I feel like our podcast needs more real Wikipedia Urban Dictionary on the fly research. Uh, I've been messing with watching more podcasts, and like they always have a research guy who's just listening in and be like, "Oh no, you're talking about this Joe Rogan," kind of like that. And I like we don't have that, but you know we have laptops and stuff. What is it? What 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 is it called? What, uh, what exactly is what called? Like, like being, being up for being more in, than twenty? Yeah, being in the state that you're in. Oh, um, a sleep deprived state. I I would say punch An intentional drunk. sleep. De- punch drunk is that a? That's probably a good word for it. Sure, stupefied by or as if by a series of heavy blows to the head. Oh, um, yeah, that's kind of how it feels. That's kind of how it feels. I, I've never been in that kind of fight. Have you, Doms? N- no, no. Oh. I've used all my effort to run away. Punch Drug on Twitter is a podcast. There's also something called Punch Drunk Love. 
I've heard that term thrown out before. Any thoughts? What I that think means? I I think that that was a movie. Yeah, these yahoos right here are call themselves punch drunk sports. Okay. The top rated sports comedy podcast from oh oh that's real Ari Schaefer. Oh oh okay so there's there's people in that that I recognize the names. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh no, they're still. We're going. I I would have another sound effect to play, but I, I can't. Banned uh, for the rest of the podcast from sound effects. Yeah. Wow. Self censoring. <laughs> Self censoring right there. Um. Pros. This is what are we are we going to talk about this wedding thing? Is that what we're going to talk? What are we going to talk about tonight? I I, th- I think the most appropriate and and raw thing we can talk about on pros and times, and we we always go for raw. Make it clear to the audience we don't uh, nothing's ever filtered. But yes, uh, the the wedding thing, as you so eloquently put it, is uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. I think we're going to do the wedding conundrum. The wedding conundrum. This uh. This is a working theory that uh, Dom and I have, um, I, but it starts out with a story, and uh, I think the story is best told by Dom, um, so I'll let him take it away. All right. All right. Uh, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that, you know, I don't, I think somebody once called it a side hustle, which that really offended me, like that this is not a side hustle. Um, but I have a second job. Um, it requires you to be licensed, right? Or, Absolutely. or registered, or or both. I don't know. You have to pay um, a government money. No, I had to pay it. I had to pay a religious organization money. Uh, oh, so it doesn't cost any fees to the government to be a licensed? No. What what you are? No, it's not like a notary. Okay. Which, as okay. we all know, is the highest form of, of, of any type of political office is a registered New York State notary, which I am. It's so honorable. Um, the, Do you have a stamp? Yeah, I have a stamp. Oh, okay. All right. Like, well, it's called a jurat. Ooh. Ooh. J-U-R-O-T? Yep. Okay, well, bring it over next time. I got some stuff. I got, I got you. I'll travel. Can we'll, you uh, we'll stamp travel. some blank forms for me, and I'll, I'll just print them out later with what I need, need them to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's a great way for all of us to go to jail. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone thinks if you get a document notarized, that like, that means something. It's like, no, I'm attesting to the fact that you are the person signing it, and nothing else. Not that the statements in it are true. You're attesting that the person who who wrote the document is the person who signed it. Yeah. yeah. The person yeah. who's lying in the document is is I am legally saying he is lying in this document. This is prose. Yeah, this is truly prose and he's truly lying in this document. <laughs> Fear not. Bros, we absolutely, we, we need, I don't know if it would be better with a sound effect, but I think we just went on another one of, of Pros and Dom's tangent. We did? We did? With, with a notary. Okay. And I'm not apologizing for it. This is a trademark Pros and Dom's tangent because they last about the first 10 minutes of the podcast. Uh, and then we started talking then we about get the into issues. It. Then we get into it. Um, our, our producers are going to kill us. Uh, the, so anyway, I am, I, I'm, I, I am a wedding officiant. I am registered via online through the, uh, life church, universal life church of Washington state monastery, completely recognized in like 45 states including upstate New York and Pennsylvania, which is what I do. Uh, how I got into this was I was asked to do it by a couple friends. I did it. I did a horrible job. I now saw in retrospect. And then two other f- couples 
asked me to marry them. I did that. And then I would thought that that would be enough. And I was roped into going out using an online referral source like an Angie's List or something like that. Um, and um, I, I, yesterday was my 21st wedding. So I went from doing the first three weddings I did were for friends to my 21st wedding yesterday. But that kind of led into the question that I posed to pros. This was my first wedding when I got on site. Fifty percent of my weddings don't have a rehearsal. Do not have a rehearsal. I should use correct the Queen's grammar when I'm talking here. Um, an Eastern Standard Time. An Easter standard. Easter Standard Time. Easter wow. Standard. I think I'm punch drunk. I think I might be punch drunk, bros. Um, the um. Oh wow! Enough. I got there, I got, I, I sought out the groom. The groom is very well-to-do. He, he's incredibly intelligent. He's a computer scientist. He's marrying a neurologist. So like I said, high caliber people. But the common sense is a wee bit lacking. Okay. They he had a big smile on his face, big old handshake. He was happy as hell. He said, Kevin, I got everything for you right here. Here's your check because I get 50% up front and then 50% before I perform the service. 50% of the total wedding cost, right? That is correct. Okay, great. And then they wrote their own vows. So as one of the services I do is that you don't have to carry your vows with you. I'll hold on to them, and then I'll give you the card and give them back to you. So I got the vows. And I said, great, Jonathan. Um, what, what about the wedding license? What's that? And it was just crickets. Now, we were on the Finger Lakes at a winery, so there was literally crickets. Um, I said, what do you mean? What's that? I have no idea what you're talking about. What's a wedding application. Now this man's never made a joke in his life. (laughs) He's an engineer. So I knew, I knew I was sunk. I said, the wedding applications, what's going to marry you? You're marrying us. No. I said, yeah, I, I was just beside myself. I was like, no, you need a wedding application. Do we ever talk about that? I said, I believe so. Well, yeah, but we were, we got really busy moving into a new house the last couple weeks. I said, I assume so. <laughs> Must be. He goes, but, but I can't marry you because when the wedding license is issued, it has the date of which it's issued at, obviously, and New York State has a 24-hour waiting period. And I can't sign and state that the date of your wedding was before the, before the term, or, you know, before the window of which your marriage license is valid for. Well, with probably the most confused face he's ever had to have, he asked me, well, what do we do? And I looked around, and, you know, this was at one of the upscale wineries on Seneca Lake. And I, I said, well, we're going to have a wedding ceremony. You're not going to get married today. You're not going to get married tomorrow. But you're going to have your wedding ceremony just like you planned, because everybody's here and you spent a lot of money for that. Well, he freaks out, rightfully so. I don't hold that against him. And he goes, and he t- said, well, I got to go tell my bride. I go, no, you're not. No, Kevin, I've never lied to her. And I said, well, that's a good thing. Keep that up. But you're not going to lie to her. We're 15 minutes from doing the wedding, and you shouldn't be talking to her or seeing her before then. So come up with me, and we're going to stand at that ceremony right in front of that archway over there. And we're going to have ourselves a wedding ceremony. 
And this is going to be as real as you need it to be because telling the bride that this is not going to be her wedding day is not going to help her any. You're going to give her those memories of her getting married as this is for real. Because ultimately, and I truly believe it in my heart, they got married yesterday. Me signing that piece of paper for two days or three days from now doesn't change anything. To me, it's kind of like um, when when you explain this story, it's kind of like a birthday. Like maybe you had to work on your birthday and you didn't get to celebrate it, but you waited till the weekend to have cake. So, yeah, maybe you officially turned a certain age on your actual date of birth, but you celebrated your birthday on a Saturday or something like that and had friends over. And isn't that good enough? Good enough. Sure. So, you know, this really struck with me hard because, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I, I've assumed up until this point that everyone knows to get a wedding application. I, and that's not a good assumption. I, Perus has never been married. Um, uh, I feel like, um, and we had discussed this already, but I feel like, um, you know, even if I were to get married, I would probably ask. I, because I know there's some sort of document other than the word of mouth out of coming out of Dom's that says we're married um, that has to be re- recognized by some sort of government organization because I know we have to file taxes jointly or you, you have the option to file taxes jointly. So you have to have some sort of documented proof of a marriage. Yeah, something's got to be real about it. Right. I can't tell the like the government doesn't accept video footage. <laughs> I can't tell the IRS. Oh, oh, Dom said no, no. He said that we're we're good, so we're good. Don't worry. The IRS would come back and say he hasn't. We we don't have any knowledge of this Dom fellow. No, here has he ever filed taxes before? Here's his social security number. Just look him up. He said we're okay. Trust me. That was this is how I got audited. <laughs> we all got audited that year. That was the year that brought down pros and doms. Um, so, yeah. Well, and then, so, you know, and kind of getting through this and all that and processing out with, a, with, our, with my friend there, Mark, who was you guys, I made mention to in the live show. Um, I got to process this out with pros. And we, like we normally do, and this is what we're bringing to you guys, the audience, is we want to take it to that next level to kind of outcomes from here. I called them this morning and talked to their local town clerk and told them, hey, this is what I did. I, you know, I took responsibility, and she got them all squared away with a license and all that. It was very easy, and they're going to mail it. We're going to get it all over. We're going to get it all done, and... They were really great about it. They're like, no, you know, Sunday, that's going to be our wedding day with everybody. No, you know, this is, this is just te- a technicality we have to do for the government. And that's how they viewed it. Like, pros and I were talking about, it's like, what if there was a fight? Yeah. <laughs> what if there was a fight? Directly after the they ceremony. Said, yeah. No, we're not married. We're not married. We're we're. we're they're not married. They're not married. I couldn't marry them if I wanted to. They're still not married. They're still not married. <laughs> and I and and like if like if you know everyone says, oh, what if the groom walked out, or what if the bride never showed up? Well, ninety percent of the time, it, when there's a rehearsal, they've already given me the wedding application, and I've already gotten the witnesses to sign. So if I just sign that and put it in the mail, I don't care if you went through with a wedding ceremony or not, you're married. I would suggest getting a divorce attorney as quickly as possible, but because you didn't say I do or I will, doesn't make you any less married because I was a very spiteful officiant and I signed that and I put it in the mail and it was recorded. So you can have a silent marriage, basically. There, there doesn't have to be any verbal words of I do at a wedding. 
New York State, like Pennsylvania, has no marriage procedural law. Some of the more religious Bible Belt states do, but we don't. You get that wedding application. Say, say if Prose went with his, his girlfriend to the, to the town clerk or to the city hall in, in, uh, in Syracuse up there. Okay. And I went with you, with, and you each brought a friend. Now, you couldn't do it then because there's still 24 hours. But you get that on a Friday. And at Saturday, two friends come over and I come over. I sign that document. They sign their names. You're married. Right. You, you can't argue with New York State and say, oh, I, I never said I do at the altar. Like, that's not a thing. Right. Am I interpreting right. that correctly? Right. Absolutely. No, you're married. Yeah. Do you sign that piece of paper that said you are, uh, you know, like Mazel Tov. You are indeed. Yeah. Mazel Tov. You're married. Uh, but like pros and I was talking about this, this is unreal. Is that these people are still not married. They won't be for another four or five more days. Okay. But, you know, what if they got busy today and they didn't get the license? And it just kind of tailspin from that. They just kept putting off getting the license. And this actually, pros, I don't think I told you about this. This borders another request I got on my service that I will not mention until we, they become a sponsor. Um, I, got a, I got a weird request. I don't want to call it weird. I got a different request from a couple who said, hey, full disclosure, we had a wedding ceremony two years ago. Oh, okay. But we never got a wedding application. We never got a wedding, a marriage license application. Because at that point in time, both of our kids were just starting college. And if we got married, they both would have lost a great amount of financial aid. So we remained, so we had this wedding for everybody, but we never got married because we never intentionally got one. And their request to me was, this happened on August 4th, 2016. Okay. We would like you to come out to Indicott on August 4th. 2018 because now they're both going in their junior years of school and you know you don't get that much you get a marked amount less in your junior year and it's not contingent on your parents or whatever and they said so we want to be officially married on August 4th just two years later so at least we can keep the month and day accurate but my husband's not taking that day off of work, so you would need to come out here after 7 p.m. so we could, you could sign it and get it all done. Okay. So there's somebody who intentionally did it for monetary reasons. So it, it can be done. You can do the ceremony and not actually be married. Um, and, and that's where I think it is. I think there's this, I, there really is this ability to separate the wedding ceremony from the actual legal binding process of marriage. And so, and in New York State, there's no such thing as a common law marriage. Is that correct? No. Oh, there is not. So you can't be like, well, we had the ceremony and, you know, we lived together for X amount of time and we're married because we were living together for so many years. Right. It's a civil suit. I can go and say, hey, I put in X number of thousands of dollars into this shared dwelling. I want some money back. It's a civil suit. But in New York State, marriage is a uh, New York State Supreme Court um, issue. So you'll never be seen by the New York State Supreme Court. I, I, I like how you immediately jump to the civil suit of the divorce where I was just commenting on common law marriages. But right. Yeah. 
Interesting for because right, I'm divorced. Interesting for a wedding officiant to uh, immediately jump to that, but yeah, because I'm a divorced wedding officiant. Okay. There again, no one's ever asked me for my license, and no one's ever asked me about my personal track record. No, nor is it a requirement to be an officiant to have a spotless track record, right? Right. No, never question asked. I mean, it's just like you could be a doctor and smoke. Yep. Doesn't mean you're not a good doctor, but maybe you're you yourself are dying of cancer or, you know, something bad is happening with you. But you can save other people's lives. Oh, sure. So, audience, that's where we kind of go. We went with this was we went on this tangent with this is, you know, what's not being checked? You know, pros at being in the pharmacy and stuff like that. We were talking about, you know, can can somebody pose as a spouse and that's good enough? You know, really, when is a wedding, a marriage certificate required to prove your identity? We talked about filing jointly. I, when I filed jointly with my ex-wife, we never had to submit a wedding certificate to the IRS. I'm sure if we were audited, they could require that. that w- but they didn't. That would make sense. Sure. Um, yeah. And uh, even more interesting is, uh, as you explained in your story, uh, this guy's bride-to-be uh, was never disclosed that they weren't actually getting married because it sounded like none of them knew better that they needed a certificate. They were none the wiser. Right. Right. And I, and I stand by that decision I made, and actually that was reconfirmed this morning that Amanda was very appreciative of not knowing. Oh, that was a smart decision, absolutely. But so where we kind of went with this is what if that never got disclosed and uh, the groom uh, never bothered to disclose it to his bride? And they, they, or I never disclosed it to the, to Jonathan. You know, I oh my god, this is going to wreck my rating on the on my website. Okay, have a great life. They would have been fully happy to be, uh, uh, have that ceremony, quote unquote. I, it's not really a wedding ceremony, but a ceremony, a party, more or less. And if you never disclosed that to them, would they have ever figured that out? Could someday, you know, they're they're a they're a a best man or a maid of honor at a wedding, and someone says, "Hey, can you, you know, because you have to have two witnesses, okay?" And usually, that's your best man and maid of honor. Could you sign this? And they're like, "What's this? This is the wedding. This is the marriage license application." How else would the government issue you a marriage license if they didn't have an application? And they would say, huh, that's funny. We got married and we never had to do one of those. I wonder if that's new. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, that sudden discovery of, oh, wait, th- this has always been a thing. This has never not been a thing. Um, and I could have hopefully by then picked up and left town. And... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess there's a certain uh, bit of professional obligation on your part to disclose that and make sure that does happen. Uh, But also, how interesting would it be if uh, Jonathan in five years says, man, things aren't going well and uh, I wish there was some way I could get out of this. Uh, And you say... Well, my friend, I I sure have the ace in the hole for you. <laughs> you were never married. You were never married. Uh, now pay me half of what you would pay a divorce attorney. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And that then uh, so um, th- that brings into question: Should there be a waiting period to actually be uh, married in the eyes of the the county or the the city or the town? and the, the government, uh, as opposed to having the ceremony. Um, and I, I think that's a smart idea. Maybe you have a three month waiting period 
uh, you you have the ceremony, you get married unofficially. Uh, you know, you move in together if you haven't already, or you know, if you're already living together, that's fine. Um, and three months later, it's not working out. Well, you never filled out the actual paperwork, so no harm, no foul, right? <laughs> I mean, the wedding's expensive, but uh, you know, everyone likes a good party. And one of the things that I remember was many years ago, some state or someone proposed it was to make a marriage license no different than a driver's license and have an expiration date on it. And that I think that's smart too. If it's not working out after you put a, a initial limit on it of two years, if it's not working out, just don't renew it. Let the clock run out. Run out the clock. Yeah, just like uh, this is like a football game in the fourth quarter. You're just uh, you're just spiking the ball down, <laughs> not really contributing right. much, and bam, time runs out. But I I guess I guess the big issue that I wanted to talk with you about pros is this veil. Th- these were these are two incredibly intelligent, wonderful, amazing individuals. And like I said, I can put like any, like any data set, everything fits sort of on a, you know, bell, a bell curve. These people are at the top quartile. I mean, they truly love each other. They're, they're older in their years. They're established They're This is one of the best chances of a good marriage lasting. And they could have walked away, never really married, and passed every lie detector test in the world, stating, of course we're married. So I guess the bigger issue is maybe not for these two, maybe not even for marriage, but where, how many things does a normal person, or any person, because these people aren't normal in the sense of their education or their jobs, any person just have these base givens, these assumptions that kind of just will them through their day. Right. Maybe it's government, you know, you know, eavesdropping or it's, oh, my water is safe. I mean, every day you and I pros, we, we, everybody, we operate on a huge amount of assumptions that are just that assumptions. And could have some major ramifications. And, um, you know, I, I think that's a whole nother podcast to get into. But I think that was really what shook me once, I, you know, I took myself out of this and said, all right, you did a crappy job, this one. Fix it. Which I did. Um, Oops-a-daisy. But, oops-a-daisy. <laughs> but there, all these assumptions, all these assumptions we make. And this is where, uh, you know, I think uh, being kind of in the medical field, we kind of put a spin on it here. Uh, so let's say that these two walked away from their wedding ceremony uh, and they're not officially married. Now, boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Now, I know the laws differ from state to state, but this kind of gets into, you know, who is their de facto healthcare proxy, you know, if there's some sort of a medical emergency, um, they're assuming each other. They, you would assume they're assuming they're each other. They're there. I know I will speak for them. This couple would assume it's each other. That's why they got married so that the other person could have all these rights to their life. Right. And, and I know in certain States it, it may vary if it's, you know, if your parents are still alive, that might still be your, your healthcare proxy, but for, for these people, it would be them. Uh, but not, but not. <laughs> so this gets into a, a, a whole nother question of, uh, the bride or the groom has some sort of medical event happen. And one of the other, uh, people has to make an assumption of, that they're married. And do we pull the plug? when the doctor comes in the room and says, do you want to continue medical care or are you done at this point? You know what, what happens? And it's, well, you can even take it a step further, bros. 
what if they did get the marriage license? Sure. I signed it. He scratches out, or I think, what do you call it, codes or whatever, right there at the archway at the winery. Right at that very second, right? He's not married. Yeah. In that, Nobody's married in the tw- at their wedding day. In the twi- <laughs> because people, yeah, people get married on the weekend. No government entity is issuing a marriage license on a weekend. How many audience, how many weddings have you gone to on a weekend? They're not getting married that day. So even if you file the paperwork in advance, you're still not getting married that day. Is that a correct? Am right, I saying because I have to. I today I put it in the mailbox. the The wedding I did on Saturday, I put in the mailbox today. I did all the paperwork. I signed it and I put it in. That's going to take at least a day to get to the city hall. That it's addressed to. So and and then it's going to have to get processed. So now you're relying on multiple people to make sure that that goes through a a postal worker, a city hall official, many postal workers, the postal worker who clears the mailbox, the processing center, in this case up in Rochester, the city clerk or the city clerk's assistant. Hopefully they're not having a bad day. They enter and everything right into the state system, the state registry. And then, you know, suddenly you forget to look in the mail for your marriage license. You go on your honeymoon. You go on your honeymoon. It's been, you know, a long and stressful time. You've been moving. Uh, you come back. You never get the license, but you never really think anything of it because you're not really looking for it. It's not like something you are actively looking for if you've been married for the first time. Um, well, oh, were these people married for the first time or is this... Uh, it's a first marriage for both of them. So they both had children, but they weren't married before. No, no, no. Only he had children. Oh, okay. I was going to say that would make it weird um, if they were married before and they seemed to forget that they had to fill out the paperwork. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then uh, this gets into the question, Doms. We're just driving in a car. To, you know, if, if marriage is nothing more than saying I do or thinking you had a ceremony... Let's say we're we're in a car together. You know, I know we discussed on the podcast before uh, the Vermont maple beers. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tasty, tasty Vermont maple beers. So okay, I'm with you. I'm in the car. With so you. Oh. it's high summertime, um, and I I text you and I say, "Hey, are you free this weekend? I, I feel like taking a little, maybe overnight road trip to Vermont." And I said, "Oh, I I I have my daughter, but." She fits very well in her walk-in closet. We're good. <laughs> As any other weekend. Okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, so we we're we're in the car. We're on our our way to Vermont. You know, we're we just got to Albany. We're going up north uh, to the state line, and uh, we get into Vermont. Not that it really matters. Can we stop at Ralph's. Stop at Ralph's. Ralph's is an amazing Italian restaurant in uh, Albany. Amazing little hole in the wall place. All right, all right. Ralph's Italian. I'm sorry. I'm I'm really right here with you in my mind. Food, I know, is a distraction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're in Vermont. Uh, we're not even drinking yet. We're not. We're driving. We're responsible adults, so we don't drink and drive. Public service. Uh, so we're, we're in Vermont, uh, and then you say, I, I feel a little funny. There's a weird metallic taste in my mouth. Oh. Uh, I'm having, uh, I'm having some crushing chest pain. I say, oh, okay. Well, you know, here, drink some water, you know, keep hydrated. Uh, <laughs> I'm having crushing chest pains and I want to beat you. <laughs> I have some, uh, I have some sublingual nitro in the back. Don't worry. Um, Take this tums and have some water. It'll cure anything. It's probably your agita doms. Don't worry. <laughs> From eating all that food at Ralph's, you fat <laughs> at, at, fat butt. <laughs> uh, so, so crushing chest pain. 
Uh, so I'm driving along through the back hills of Vermont. And, you know, let's say I look over two minutes later, I don't hear much out of you. Uh, no, I notice you're dripping in sweat. You're not really responsive. Uh, so I take you to the nearest hospital uh, because at this point, you're clearly having some sort of acute coronary syndrome. Probably Ralph's was the one that uh, was the nail in the coffin for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's assume, and the way this, the only way this scenario works is that we actually get to the hospital and you're still alive. <laughs> Gee, thanks, bros. So we get to the hospital, you're still alive. It, let's say it's the University of Vermont Medical Center. So probably uh, the mo- there's not many hospitals in Vermont, from my understanding. U- UVMC would be uh, the ideal place to be. And it just happens to be along the beer route, too, because I'm not diverting <laughs> my trip <laughs> to take you to. Hell no, if we, you know, especially if I can rally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still have plans of drinking tonight, so don't worry. <laughs> So we get you to the hospital. Uh, they hook you up to the EKG and they say, oh, y- your friend's having a heart attack. And I say, oh, oh, oh OK. Um, and then a few minutes later, the, one of the attending physicians comes over to me in the waiting room and says, uh, your friend, he, he's uh, his heart's not beating anymore. We're, uh, we're doing CPR. We're, we're making his heart work for him. Because Lord knows in uh, his life, he, he did the minimal amount of work possible to make his own heart work. <laughs> yeah, my, at this point in time, even in, in, in back to the real life, guys, all of my internal organs have unionized at this moment in time. Yeah, they are they're putting together a steep list of demands that I don't feel I can meet. So, yes, bros is exactly right with this, this what if Once again, scenario. unions are doing everything. Uh, ruining free market capitalism um so uh so i say okay well you know i guess keep going with cpr see if you can get get them back give him a little aspirin um a little epinephrine keep his heart going uh and then 10 minutes later they say you know pros we've been at it with this guy Uh, it's hard work doing cpr on him because you know so watch your pros. <laughs> you watch yourself or I will be making a trip up to Syracuse. Uh, his heart is, it's not restarted yet at this point. Um, you know, usually people who are down for more than a few minutes, you know, it's not, it's not a good outcome if, if we continue CPR and bring him back. Uh, so I, you know, being in the Northeast, uh, I I go a little crazy, let's say, and I throw out this card. I say, "Oh, well, that's that's my husband." Right. Um and given this is an emergency room in a in a town neither of us are familiar with, um you know, what what happens at that point in the hospital? Do they take do they take my statement at face value like, "No, we're we're actually married." And this road trip to Vermont was our, you know, once a year weekend getaway um, where we can actually pretend to stand each other. Uh, (laughs) A very plausible thing a married couple would say. Yes. Uh, And I really sell it to this physician and I say, yes, I, um, you know, you're asking me if you should continue, uh, you know, keeping this man alive or stopping CPR. And I say, uh, you know, because we're married, um, you don't have to worry about calling anyone else. Don't call his parents. Don't call anyone else. Uh, he's an orphan. Why stop lying yep. there? He's an orphan. He doesn't have anyone. <laughs> yeah, he's an orphan. Uh, I met him last week on the streets. Um, and here we are. All right, all right. You don't got to make it that horrible, <laughs> all right? Now... Turn it back. <laughs> Turn it back. Turn it back. All right, we've been married for five years. All right. Uh, we're both middle class. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
And uh, so I say there's no uh, there's no life support at this point. Let's be clear. But I say pull the plug, meaning stop CPR. We're not actually pulling any plugs. Um, you know what? Uh, regardless of whether it's right or wrong, uh, you know, at that moment in time in an emergency room, I think. Uh, you know, there's pretty minimal onus on the hospital to do any other sort of due diligence uh, to figure out, like, oh, are you actually married? Like, they're not going to, you know, in during a code situation, they're not going to, I mean, I assume a social worker is talking to me, but I don't think they're doing any due diligence to say, well, uh, give me two hours and figure out who his family members are and if you're actually married. Keep CPR going for two more yeah. hours while I try to figure out who's the legal entity to make this decision for for for, for exactly that. They're not. This is not a situation where you figure out who's who and you know ask for copies of you know legal certificates and things like that. Uh, so, so I say pull the plug, uh, and they do. Now. Obviously, I've broken a few laws at this point, but... Right. <laughs> so at this moment in time, and I was thinking about this today, pros, let's put a pin in that, for instance, and bring back my not married married couple. Exactly. Who truly believe they are married. So... Uh, What's the difference? Exactly. What's the legal difference between the pros, doms, what hypothetical and saying that this couple is doing the same thing. And let's say, uh, let's say the, br- uh, the bride has a medical issue, much like I I'm describing they're on a road trip. Um, and they have to stop at the nearby hospital. Suddenly, uh, her heart stops. They're doing CPR. And the groom says, well, that's my wife. Um, and we, we've had an extensive conversation about this, uh, and she would not want to be in any sort of vegetative state. And, you know, as you say, if you continue CPR beyond a certain point, you know, that likelihood is highly increasing with every, you know, minute that you're not getting, uh, circulation back. Uh, so pull the plug. Or it's not on a road trip. She is an honest to God neurologist. Sure. It could have been at her hospital. It happened at their home. They took her to her hospital. Jonathan, oh my God, the 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 ER doctor knows Jonathan. We've heard about you. Knows Amanda. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course you are. There's if there's no official due diligence process for the for pros and doms wedding weekend up in Vermont. They're sure as heck not going to have a due diligence process at this woman's hospital she goes to day in and day out and has pictures of her husband posted and pictures of her honeymoon and people who she worked with invited to the ceremony in which they all, none of them knew they didn't get married that day. Right, right. And then, so what, what, there's, 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 that's just another assumption as much as when I am done recording this thing, I'm going to get a glass of glass out of the cabinet, which I assume that the cascade washed previously thoroughly. I'm going to open up the faucet. I'm going to fill it with water. I'm going to close the faucet. I'm going to drink it and assume there's no listeria or anything in it and I'm going to go on my way because I've done that thousands of times up until this point. They have only made one assumption. We're making hundreds of assumptions a week. Absolutely. And then, you know, the, uh, the bride's parents are just made that the plug was pulled so early and then come to find out, you know, later they're not even married. And then suddenly the bride's parents are upset because they would have wanted to make that medical decision for their daughter. Or they didn't. And the bride, in this case, the bride's um, father passed away. The bride's mother brought her down. The bride's mother would be saying there, well, of course it's your decision, Jonathan. You're her husband. Right. Or she doesn't like Jonathan and, and wholeheartedly disagrees. Right. 
and they're not even married. So, you know, the legal recourse you face of not realizing that you're not married or that, that making all these assumptions, you know, that could, that could ruin your life if the, if the bride's mother decides to go after you. All because you went on a website, a referral website, you got Dom's. Dom's never told you to get a marriage application, marriage license application. So you never knew you needed one. He didn't want to do the right thing and say, oh, I screwed up. I'm going to work with you after your wedding to make sure everything's legal and all set with you. And you just lived your life. Yeah. Oh, oops, a daisy. Or what if you have children? And, you know, it states in your will something about, uh, you know, leaving your estate to your children. Uh, and, you know, there's some sort of like legal contingency uh, that, you, you know, uh, the husband keeps it until he passes or the bride keeps it until she passes. And then you leave it to your children. But then what happens is like the the husband never passes or the bride never passes and the, the children die before them. And then come to find out the children were entitled to it this whole time because there's no legal document saying that, you know, they they were married and they yeah. had no legal right to their own financial. Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I mean, it's just uh it's it could cause a whole butterfly effect of events that it's a tail it's a tailspin it's a tailspin yeah i mean i i don't even know i would say this case has probably happened before at least once i mean these can't be the first people do you think to forget to fill out a license for right. marriage or never think one existed right i mean i i never i i just learned Two months ago, that you needed um, an official license to drive a car. Um, so, you know, do, doing that for the first time legally is you know kind of refreshing. But, um, you you know, all these assumptions you make in life that you're just going through life, and you know, you learn how to do something, or you learn that you know it's okay to do something, and you know, you figure to fill out the form sometimes. Right. So it's just, it, it went into a rabbit hole for me. And um, to, to be clear, Dom, I'm pulling the plug every time. No, I really appreciate it. That's That's another, another advantage of pros is you always know where you stand with them. There's no, uh, there's no situation where I'm not saying stop at medical care. This is why you are not my medical doctor, pros. <laughs> pros, we got him back after ten seconds. He's he's up and awake. He's he's talking. No, no. I told you to pull it. <laughs> pull it. No, no, uh, no, no. He's not getting admitted. No, no. He's coming with me. We're finishing the beer trip. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, since he couldn't even, since he couldn't even commit to a heart attack, then. Let's get out of here. There, pros, there's just, he just needs, you know, his heart's back. He, he's able to respond to movement. You know, obviously he's not brain damaged at all, but he just needs respiratory support for a little longer. Just, you know, just to get him uh, awake a little bit more. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's done. I don't think he wants <laughs> that or he wouldn't have bought these nice cigars that we were going to smoke. <laughs> So clearly, you don't know him like I do as his fake husband slash podcast partner. Take him off now. Pros, he's he's up and awake. He's standing up. <laughs> he's talking. Uh, he he's talking to a cardiologist. He just wants to get admitted. Uh, you know, to treat his heart attack. You know, they're gonna put a few stents in. No, 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 no. It, he's he's fine. He's coming with me. He wouldn't have wanted that. No, no, he's saying he's he's fully caught. No, no, 
he 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 i one of the nurses have told him that you're trying to pull the plug so he's literally <laughs> positioned himself around the respiratory machine we can't physically even get to it pry it off pry it off <laughs> he's he's screaming do not listen to pros <laughs> No, no, that, that's just... He's not my husband. He is not my husband. <laughs> He's screaming these words. He is not my husband. He's going to try and tell you this. And it's a complete lie. No, he's... Obviously, there's some brain damage because he wouldn't say that normally, so... <laughs> Pros. Yeah, it's, it's... Wait, we're still going with this? Good Lord. <laughs> Pros, he needs just good lord. He needs just a little bit of this one drug, and the good news is this drug is so cheap, it's it's basically free, and he'll be good for another twenty years without having an event like no, 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 we're not no, 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 no. <laughs> this is scaring me. We're stopping. We're stopping <laughs> this this right now. Um, Pros, he never actually but, had a heart attack. Oh, here we go. <laughs> What did I have then? He's still in the waiting room. He's waiting to be seen. He's he's up and talking. He's listening to an iPod in the waiting room. Why are you saying to pull the plug? No, no, pull it, pull it. That's not even that's not even Dom's. Get out of that man's room and don't stop stop pushing buttons. <laughs> Are you even looking? No. No. <laughs> no, no, just turning off the, all the machines. <laughs> well, I, I, once again, audience, I appreciate uh, this web, this, this, this podcast because it, like, did like you just try to say we're a website? What <laughs> was this website? I don't know what the hell I'm. I remember I've been oxygen deprived due to the fact you've been trying to rip off the ventilator that I just needed a little bit of. Yes. <laughs> Douche nozzle. I hope you go and bleep that out. Um, Listen to our HTML. Yes. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Anyway. The... This, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. This is, I'm done. <laughs> no, what I wanted to get to is that this whole thing really, and this is what I am appreciative of a little less now than about 10, 15 seconds ago, pros, was that this has really helped me out because you know, having this conversation with you, and I hope we get the same thing for our audience, it kind of makes you wonder marriages, social contracts, you know, all of that stuff. Government services, private services. Um, you know, I'm putting out the garbage every Wednesday for me. You know, is it, are they recycling it? Are they doing, putting the recycling in the recycling bin or are they just throwing it out in the landfill? Why am I, I've been recycling my whole life. Has any of the things I've recycled ever been recycled? I don't know that for certain. I'm not following the trash. I'm not following the recycling. There's just so many assumptions. So this was just kind of just really put a spotlight on it going, oh, wow, there, there, there was that much trust that they gave me. And I handled it, I, I think, I, well, I, I, I know I handled it well. It took the high road, but that that's it's just got to be a statistical anomaly to say that that that's perfect every single time. That that trust you put into so many people, qualified and non-qualified, is going to get the result that you were expecting. Yeah, even simple assumptions like the garbage, like you're assuming, you know, you've been assuming your whole life that you need to sort out the garbage. Turns out the garbage man, you know, maybe there is a recycling program in your area, but it turns out your garbage man has just been t taking it all in the trash. He's not coming back with another truck for the recycling. Right. It's going into a landfill. Yeah. So, so many. And, and, 
and I think you got probably a whole wing of your hospital pros filled with people who don't trust anybody and everything's a conspiracy theory, but to be a sane, functional citizen, you have to do a lot of assuming. You do. And you have to put a lot of trust in everyday activities that they're going to get done correctly because you're taking the time to sort your garbage, to, to write a letter in the mail, um, you know, and assume that it's just going to get delivered when they say it's going to be delivered. Uh, you know, what's to stop the mailman from just shredding all the mail that he gets in his postal route? I don't think much. Or, or, getting, or getting into a car accident and the truck burning up. Yes. And you're on your honeymoon and you never asked for that. You, you never got the... What, I mean, it's just we can go back to what we've been talking about, but it's so multifaceted, so across everything that it really does. It, it gives me, it, it, it gave me great pause. It delivered me great pause. Hello, this is your long lost relative from Europe. Uh, we traced your descendants back and you're the last living survivor and you own a castle. That piece of mail never gets delivered. Your life completely could have changed uh, if you got that letter, but you didn't because the mailman uh, shredded it. The, the mail track caught on fire. That document never got delivered. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of amazing how much trust you put in everyday life. I'll put it back on the audience. Audience, you tweet us. Tell us what 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 assumptions you know listening to this podcast uh has done has has made you think oh is this actually happening we don't want to turn any of our audience members into you know behavioral science unit attendees but on the other hand i i think there's there's a value in having a a slight level of skepticism and you know i i met this couple once in October of 2017, and I met him again. And the, all the trust just came from emails and me being me. And I could have totally let that down. I didn't, but I could have. And if I could have done that for that one instance, where are other instances happening? So tweet us with what you think. Um, what are some of your assumptions you make on a daily basis that? You dang hope it's true, or there'd be some major there'd be some major ramifications if it wasn't. And uh, absolutely, I hundred percent agree. Um, so I think with that, uh, today you got an extended version of pros and doms. I think we've uh, we've not exhausted this subject. We can still revisit it at a later time. Uh, but I think I think this is an appropriate time to end it here. Are you in agreement, Dams? Uh, Dams is in full. Agreement. Are you in? Do you trust me enough to end this podcast here, or could I keep going for another hour? You could, because I'm going to stop recording and walk away from this computer. So you're free to do whatever the heck you want to do. <laughs> well, lots of trust being put on pros right now to, to hit the pause button or the stop button, rather. Um, so again, uh, if you have not designated a medical proxy, a healthcare proxy, uh, probably is a good time to start filling out that paperwork, make that assumption that it's going to be sent in the, the mail that your notary is actually a notary and they don't have a forged stamp. Um, starting to get offended again, bros. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need that stamp, by the way. Um, You're never getting my stamp. My Gerat. I'm, I'm going to take a picture of that stamp and save it as an image and put it on all my documents. Good night, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And good night, This pros. does not end here. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you have a loved one... Uh, you know, if you don't want them to do something, get a healthcare proxy. 
And, uh, you know, always have your own notary stamp, whether you're a notary or not, I think is the moral of the story. Um, so good night, everyone. Uh, good luck with your trust in everyone. And thank you for listening to Pros and Dimes. <laughs>